Film Studios, a podcast where uh, we watch a bad film, a good film, and discuss uh, why one's good and one's bad. So, uh, I'm Isaac. And I'm AJ. And uh, this week, we watched The Jurassics. That's what we did. Well, Jura- specific Jurassics, Specific. Uh, so, uh, we watched Jurassic World, and then uh, followed it up with the original Jurassic Park. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying that I didn't think Jurassic World was a bad film. And I will preface it by saying Jurassic World was one of the worst films I saw in whenever year it came out. It I, what was it? Twenty fifteen? I, I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. I, don't I, care. I, I can tell you. I did go and see it twice at the movies. Um, I can't remember why. Why? Uh, why I would don't you? know. I think it was. I mean, I found it entertaining at least. But having, I, I, I did preface it by saying I didn't think Jurassic Park was a bad film. But we have just watched it and... Um, Jurassic World, you mean? Jurassic World. Yep. I do mean Jurassic World. Yep. Uh, and I was wrong. So. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Victory claimed early. All right. Good. Okay. I remember seeing Jurassic World. I only saw it once in the cinema. So this is the first time I've seen it since it came out. And it's as terrible now as it was back then. I hated it. And everyone that I told that opinion to looked at me as if I was crazy. Now it's nice to see that I'm not. It's, I mean, it's an entertaining film, and I think that's all it really sets out to do is to um, to be a little bit entertaining. But, I mean, ultimately, you can pull it apart like a cheap sweater and it just falls to pieces. It just unravels in a heap, and then you're left with a very useless ball of yarn in a colour that you don't like, in a material that makes you itchy. <laughs> like, that's what we're talking about here, right? If you wanted to then take the component pieces of that sweater and turn it into something useful, you couldn't. You wouldn't even give it to a cat to play around with. It's 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 awful. Um, and look, I, I will preface this whole conversation by saying that I, like many people around the planet, adore Jurassic Park. So it's one of the, the very first films that I remember seeing as a kid. Um, completely traumatized me. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, um, Jurassic Park came out in 1993. I believe I was five years old at that time. My parents decided... That's a great film for a five-year-old to see. Um, and I remember it haunting my dreams for night after night after seeing it as well. Uh, but it's a magnificently put-together film. It, it is just pure magic. And, it, and like I, I have drawings from, I think, my year one uh, art book of the Jurassic Park gates. And I think, oh, yeah. again, at the time, would have maybe been six or so. Yep. And I... I'm fairly sure I hadn't seen the film at the time, and yet I, I might, it must have been like toy placements on TV or something like that, but I knew those iconic gates. Yeah. And then obviously, uh, years later when I watched the film, it was you know, like everything that it had been cracked yeah. up to be. Yeah. It's just, it is a ridiculously good film. And the, I mean, the reason that we do the bad film first is it's, so we have the palate cleanser of the good that's film. That's right, yeah. And my God, is it, it is a palate cleanser. I, look, you may want to convey to the audience how much I was seething, not only during watching Jurassic World, but immediately after we'd finished it as well. Um, it just, it, it, it offends me as someone who likes film, how ordinary it is, how none of it makes sense, how none of the characters are well-developed at all, how it's full of like really bizarre moments where they're trying to make an ironic point about some let's start thing. there i think yeah, let, you, you brought this to my attention in the film and yeah. it is it is fantastic just how far they miss the mark just, of the point they're trying to make there's so there's a moment in the film where um discount jessica chastain i forgot her name uh ron howard's kid yes dallas that's Bryce Howard. Yeah, that's the one <laughs> dallas Bryce howard <laughs> whatever she's <laughs> some combination of those three words that's right yeah so howard bryce dallas um says something along the lines of um <laughs> it's the Verizon. The Indo- Veri- yeah, so she says, like, the Indominus Rex, sponsored by Verizon. And then I think it was Jake Johnson's character, who, again, you have a lot of problems with, I actually quite uh, like yep. in the film, um, says something like, this is your problem, you try and monetize and corporatize it, I'm surprised you don't, like, let the company name it. Yeah. And the entire film is full of that. Oh, my God, product The entire film yeah. is sponsored by Mercedes, Coca-Cola, The Hilton, Samsung. Samsung. Yeah. Um, I saw a Starbucks in there as well. And this isn't just like a fun little Margaritaville, you know, <laughs> and that too. This is yeah, and they're not just like yeah. little fun cameos or I, whatever. The, like they're legitimately like, oh no, we're going to show you the Mercedes logo right there and show it like it's looking like a car ad. Like 
I think that the filmmakers have completely missed the irony of having their customers, yeah. their, their characters uh, diss product placement and um, corporate integration and they're using it in the film. It's just, it's, it's it is weird. bizarre. It's really weird. Or they just assume that by mentioning it in a line in the film, they can then do it. Like yeah. it's just giving them carte blanche to just say, ah, it's great. Like we mentioned it, therefore we're self-aware. And no, you're not self-aware. You just... But they, the, oh. I mean, the film does a weird thing where it vilifies uh, corporatization and it vilita- uh, vilifies militarization yeah. in a way that. But then, and then again, we we discuss during the film. There's this moment where it's like the military's bad and you shouldn't like militarize these things. Mm. And then the very next scene is uh, these SWAT team gearing up. It's like, look how cool it is to be <laughs> militarized. And it's just like, what what's the message that you're trying to put <laughs> through here? Know. What are you trying to convey? I, I don't know. Here's the other thing as well, right? So. How many of the characters in Jurassic World would you say you actually liked and actually cared about enough to survive to the end of the film? So let's okay, let's put it on the table Chris Pratt. Chris obviously. Pratt, yes. we all I mean, love him. I mean, he's he's a he's just a lovable person, and there are so many flaws with the way his character's presented. Oh, but his yeah. costume is sick as balls. It's pretty good, yeah. and um, yeah. and I mean, there's there's moments in here where it's like uh, the kids are like, "Your boyfriend's a badass," and it's just like that's such a crappy moment because we're aware we, yeah. we as the audience we get to decide whether this character is or isn't a badass yeah. we shouldn't be told by the by the kids yeah, and exactly at that point the boyfriend thing is a bit strange because that entire relationship is strange and it's, forced it's bizarre and, um, it is one of the weird things that well but i mean you, what, what's his name we watched the film like two hours ago <laughs> okay. who which one uh chris pratt what's his character's name and i'm gonna i, I get say, i'm oh. gonna i'm gonna put it right here episode one i am horrible with character names <laughs> yeah, in films. I, yep, I, I, I remember actors yep. for the most part yep but uh character names i think i think it was owen and i owen sounds about right does he have a lot no he probably has a last probably name. again i could i'm not gonna bother owen o'flattery o'flattery that's his name um uh, so o'flats o flats is he flats like yeah as he's as only known to his friends as and, his, and, yeah, and his pet dinosaurs as and well, his ex flats. as well um uh, dallas, dallas dallas, dallas howard, Bri- bryce. howard bryce yeah, yeah. the third um that yeah so flats has a really bizarre relationship with her they apparently dated once they went on once. one date one day and she brought an itemized list and again yeah. we should probably go into how many times they really nail home just how soulless and corporate yeah, she yeah. is as a person every single scene that she's in for the first 45 minutes yep. the first thing they do is hammer home how she prefers her job over people she's yeah. uh, soulless she only yep. Um, she doesn't care about her family or no. her relationship with her sister or her relationship nope. with her nephews. Nope. And like, I mean, you get it once or twice at the start and establish that as a character. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fine. But every scene she's in... Is just um, that. And it's always every other character referencing that or telling her that she's like that. As if she's not aware either. Like, as if it's some kind of crazy revelations and she's like, I'm not like that. Surely not. But it, it, it's... It, it As a result, right watching okay so let's go back to the original question which is which characters do you actually <laughs> like in this film okay so flats we all kind yeah, of like sure. yeah he's mostly okay so Every, some, everyone bought the flats action every, <laughs> everyone's crazy for flats um who else i mean you've really I got a choice with the brothers who you don't give to i don't care about two them. bits about are their relationships horrible and yeah uh, the older uh, one's an asshole Let's- but the thing is okay so again if we, we're going to touch on the the relationship of the the brothers he's an asshole and then he's playful and fun with his little brother and yep. then he's an asshole and then he's playful and fun with his little brother yep. and then he dismisses his little brother and then he is protective of his little brother and it just like there's no arc it's like a, no. it's like a wave it goes up and down and up and down it's like can't yep. decide how they want to resolve it or when they want to yeah. resolve it and um, i just wanted them to die honestly it would have been nice it would have been really. nice it's, it's sort of like i mean i get rogue one did it a couple of years later where yeah and and, and it's the, the game of thrones thing where you you kill your heroes to, yeah. to keep everyone guessing yeah but it just felt like you knew who was going to make it and who wasn't actually that's not true because there's the um the the french uh assistant who ah, trains yes. and and I'm, uh, you uh, you swear that guy is in the film to die. He yeah, ha- he's, he, a, he's a nothing role. Yeah. He's the offsider to, to Flats. Yep. Um, so and, what's his name? Uh, Omar Sy, I think. I don't remember. I, um, Isn't that an actor? Uh, I think so. I can't remember. <laughs> I, I, I may have actually called him by his real name. I, I didn't <laughs> okay. make one up uh, for fear of being um, somewhat insensitive to his cultural heritage. And yes. he's French. Let's yeah, just say yeah, he's, that he's French. French. The French guy. Yep. 
So he, um, he, he hangs around with flats. It sort of talks about how everything's going wrong, I guess. Sometimes. Yeah, I suppose so. And he, he's there that when um, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's character shows up, again, yep. I don't remember his name uh, he, at all yep. because uh, it's we're just not call important. Him, um, Timothy? Timoth- I mean, uh, t- Timmy's from the, the next film. Let's oh, just call him from, yeah. InGen because essentially, essentially that's who he represents. General InGen. General InGen. Yeah. Uh, he, he, um, he shows up and it's essentially uh, flats is off doing things. <laughs> And he's like, well, who is this character going to be antagonistic towards if Flats is not here? Let's just give Enter him... Enter Omar Sy. Yeah, Omar Sy. Um, From stage left. Yes. And he's just... And, and then you swear that that character is just there to get mauled by the yeah. uh, Indominus Rex yeah. or the um, rogue Velociraptors a little bit later on. Yeah. But he doesn't. He jumps into like a tree log, ha- has a gun, <laughs> and can sort of blow off the head of the Velociraptor but they're like, oh no, we, we need that Velociraptor for a fight scene later yeah, on. So exactly. if we agree not to kill you, can you please agree not to kill our Velociraptor? <laughs> yeah, like that's a deal you'd make with Velociraptors, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think the deal was with the scriptwriters. The yeah. scriptwriters were talking to the yeah. character and the Velociraptor. It's like, we've just a bit of a yeah. stalemate. We need you later on. Can we please... Uh... Yeah, yeah. There's a, there, was a, there was a sort of discussion had there, sort of a, a contract negotiation. <laughs> uh, they sat down, hammered out a plan, signed it off, and off they went. Uh, okay, so we agree that Omar Sy, we don't really... He, there's not really much to like or dislike with him. He's kind of... A he's, solid he's, beige. An, uh, he's an, but he's one of those neutrality. characters. Exactly. But you, when those solid beige characters show up in these sort of creature um, monster movies, mm. you expect they're there for bait for and death. for food. Yeah. But instead, they just decide to kill so many members of the public. And yeah. I mean, I mean, you, you get that the, the, there's Actually, a British nanny. Um, let's call her Fran Drescher. No, um, <laughs> uh, so, so Fran, Fran is just in the background yep. with a phone doing... Yep. Absolutely nothing. nothing. Yeah, and then she has about three lines of dialogue, and then a um, pterodactyl comes and I mean, True, I'm not sure yeah. the pterodactyl kills her. I think the sea monster. The kills sea her. monster does. Uh, yeah. uh, what's the sea monster called? His uh, name is Barry. Barry McNibbles. I'm just, I'm just Barry Nibbles. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's that? You feed me a shock today, <laughs> Barry Nibbles. Thanks you very much for the. Oh, what's well, something different on the menu today? It's a British nanny <laughs> and a pterodactyl. Thank you, ba- Barry Nibbles. Likes likes it when you vary his diet. Thanks, Barry Nibbles. That is that's cut dialogue from Jurassic World. I mean, I think we and again when we discussed this during the film, Jurassic World would be fantastic if. The dinosaurs could talk. If That's you, right. Yeah. If you dumped over the entire film yeah. and gave and gave the dinosaurs yeah. dialogue, it would actually it would, salvage the. I film. would watch the shit out of that film. So we were like towards the end when the dinosaurs get really oddly human, uh, and they start scheming and plotting, and there's this weird kind of like <laughs> battle royale. Um, they're not. It's weird. You could absolutely just sub in dialogue at that point. Yeah. And the film would be exactly the same. It's like, yeah, sup, bro? It's like, there's this moment at the end where the yeah. T-Rex and the Velociraptor have teamed yeah. up to kill the Indom- Yeah, uh, I swear they're going to fist gonna bump. They're going to fist bump, yeah. They are going to fist bump after they've taken him down. And they're just like, like, yeah, we're cool. Yeah, cool, right? bro. Cool, yeah. bro. Well, it's like, if you... So you mentioned that uh, to me after we finished watching Jurassic Park that... Um, and don't know if this is true. Someone else go research it. But the T-Rex in Jurassic World has scars. Yeah, scars on its neck that run down the side. That run down the side in apparent reference to the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. I don't know. I, I I thought it was weird that the scars were there. Yeah. And I thought it was like, it could potentially be the same T-Rex, but yeah. it's never really referenced in a, in a lot of no, detail. But let's say it is. So essentially that scene at the end is them burying the hatchet. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so it's like... Um, St- like an uneasy truce. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, you you, uh, you came in the end and, and yeah. kill, killed my bros back in Jurassic yeah. Park right. to save yeah. the humans. Hey, dude, what was all that yeah. about? It's like, well, you were jumping all over my neck, buddy. It, it's like the it's like the Christmas truce of World War One. <laughs> exactly. You know, <laughs> one day a year they shall lay down their arms. That's right. And fight against Barry Nibbles. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Barry Nibbles really gets his like moment in the I, sun. At I the end mean, too. he needs he needs a spin-off film. He really. does. <laughs> oh, like it's 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 Blackfish, but it's, <laughs> this time it's Barry Nibbles. <laughs> Blackfish two. Uh, the Barry Nibbles story. The Barry story. Nibbles story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, would it be like an epic revenge story as well? I don't know how you do it. Like, I mean, again, if we're going back to films from 1993, why yep. not revisit Free Willy? <laughs> <laughs> 
It's just I a free, would, free Barry. I, just, <laughs> I would like... No, actually, I reckon what happened with Free Willy... Uh, Barry McNibbles auditioned for the role of Willy but was turned down. Oh, yeah. Because he did try to eat the kid at some point. <laughs> the iconic moment where, where he's jumping that's, over yeah, the wall. Yeah. He's just actually got the kid in his mouth because he's, he's collected <laughs> he's him got, on the yeah, way through. Um, it's like, oh, Barry Nibble, Barry Nibble, I have some little kids. <laughs> and then the director has to come up to Barry Nibbles at the end and go, listen, um, we kind of already cast the kids. Yeah, and uh, you're going to have to give him back. And we're going to have to let you go. Marinibble, no luck. Um, I would watch that. I think I think that would be a fantastic film. It would be. But let's go back to the characters we loved in Jurassic World. So you hated Jake Johnson. So J- Jake Johnson plays I, I to what you described as a, a hipster comic relief That's kind right. of... Yep. And look, if you if you compare him to uh, Wayne Knight's character from Jurassic Park, and they mm. essentially fill sort of the same role as the the yeah. tech control sort of guy, and yep. it's a little bit of light comic relief. But yep. Jake Johnson's character is again, we're not going to need to give him a name. Which um, oh, what was his <laughs> name? Just... You're on IMDb right now. What does it say next to Jake Johnson? What's the name that it says uh, there? It says, it says, uh, Richard. Clayfinger? <laughs> Richard Clayfinger. Let's just call him Dick Clayfinger. Dick Clayfinger, yeah. Um so, so so Dickie's he's got like his his toy dinosaur set up on his on his control yeah. booth. And but like as I was saying, Wayne Knight's character is only is is there to push the story forward. He's yeah. he's one of the chains in the chain reaction that leads to the bad events. Yeah. Uh Dickie Clayfinger is is really <laughs> he's just there for levity, for a little bit of comic relief is, in yeah. a film that sort of sorely needs it. But it's not it's not comic relief that's earned, right? So it's the kind of levity that only comes about because a group of screenwriters noticed that there was 10% less levity in this screenplay that needed to be there. And so they brought in Dick's McClayface, McClayfinger. Clayfinger. Sorry. I should watch these films more closely. Yeah. Um, so they brought in Dickie. Yeah. Because they were like, this screenplay needs levity. <laughs> we shall add it here. Robot screen protector has gone through your script and says 10% more levity 5% more bloodlust stand by writing more levity <laughs> levity complete it feels a bit that way and look I like Jake Johnson in a lot of things he does and I think sure. he plays the character that <clears throat> was written for him in this film very very well yep. but the character doesn't need to be there. No, he doesn't. You can cut him out. You can cut out the the female technician. Uh, of course, her name is um, Clara. Clara. So it's like Dickie Clayfinger, yeah. and, and I mean, she, he, she Clara only has, Clayfinger. She like. only she's known monon. What's the what do you say when they're only known by one word, one name? That word. She madonnaized. She madonnaized her name. Yeah, she shared herself, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, she doesn't have a last name, but not that it's not mentioned in the film. She legitimately doesn't have a last yeah. name. Yeah. So. Um, she's in there for reasons. I don't know. Uh, look, I mean, and then they have a weird moment where they try, like he tries to kiss her. It seems a bit weird. It seems, and then it turns into. An look, SNL it got a pretty sketch. big laugh in both the screenings that they went to. It got a pretty decent laugh. Yeah, but that's because Levity Bot did his job. Yes, right. Like <laughs> Levity that's Bot. That's true. Levity Bot noticed <laughs> no levity. Five percent more levity. Um, that's the thing. Like, but none of that. That whole interaction doesn't strike true. I never got the sense that there was like this weird chemistry between them. I just thought she's a really no. boring coworker and he's a weirdo. I think Levity Bot failed chemistry at school because <laughs> there's also some moments later on where um, there's like these implied relationships. There's a kiss in the middle of like a pterodactyl yeah, attack, what the which hell? just Levity Bot, you really fucked yeah, you up did. there. You, yeah. Levity well, Bot. Was it Levity Bot or was it Romance Bot? I mean, I, I think they're, they're two sides of the same coin. Ah, like, in, in okay. the way that Levity's bot, Bot's head actually literally flips around <laughs> to become Romance Bot. Romance Bot. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean... All right, so let's let's talk about... So, we obviously don't like any of the characters, but let's talk about the villain of the piece, I guess, which is the Indominus. Yeah, right? oh, I mean, oh, God. Oh is God. that its name? That doesn't sound right. I think that might be a K sound, like Indominicus. Indominicus, But, but yeah. I, like, I, I'm just like, let's say domin- the Dominant Rex. The Dominant Rex, right, yeah. Yeah, DR for sure. Like, Dommy uh, Rex. Yeah, Dom. Hey, Dom. Dom. Sup? So, Dommers, yeah. um, I guess was the T-Rex from Jurassic Park, but like... Um, I mean, I mean, yeah. you quite clearly... Um, 
the one of the bigger issues that you raised with me that you hate about the film is that it's just a shell of Jurassic Park. It is. It, it hits the beats of Jurassic Park without having any of the substance. Yeah. And you can draw parallels to everything. And in terms mm. of um, DR, um, he is the T-Rex. He's His main job is to be a source of fear that escapes and runs yeah. loose and causes terror. And yeah. in that sense, like, yeah. Um, Which is fine, but... The weird thing that they did with this film was that they just kept giving him more powers. Oh, it's it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. He has the ability to lay traps eight moves in yeah. advance. Then he, he can cloak and then he can he, plan and, and lower, lower his uh, thermal thing so it's not yeah. detected on the sensors. Comes and, up with like weird strategies and gameplays for like trapping humans. Like what? How? <laughs> the, How? What? What? What DNA? The what, DNA what was- of Gary Kasparov. <laughs> Is in there along with <laughs> DNA of cuttlefish, of T Rex, of MacGyver. I think is in there as well at some points. Just like it is, it is crazy the ability that he he just comes up with the plan I, I and did, trap and improvise. It's insane. It, like BD Wong, right? That's his name. Yes, little BD in Wong. real life and in the film. Yes. Dr. B.D. Wong. Dr. B.D. Wong. That's the only difference. In the film, his name's Dr. B.D. Wong. In real life, it's just B.D. Wong. That's right, yeah. So, like, he must have had a cauldron at some point and was just tipping in every bit of DNA he had left, right? Like, just like, yeah, that'll do. Gary, get in there. Uh, We need a bit of your hair. Uh, Who else? MacGyver. Richard Dean Anderson. Richard Dean Anderson. Not doing much. Come over. Yeah, come on. Um, And then they create this thing, and then, like, literally at every point, some new power comes out that this thing has. Right? So at the start, it's like the thermal... Lower, yeah, lowering his thermal body temperature so it doesn't show up on scanners. Yeah. Which, is... look, I mean, to be fair, Gary Kasparov's DNA showed up first because <laughs> before that, he had to leave scratches That's on right. the wall yeah. without, I, okay. for yeah. no one to notice. So first, like, first uh, um, DR pops out with the, the Kasparov, the Kasparov yeah. play. Yes. It's, uh, it's classic, a, yeah. classic. Classic play. opening move. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Superb. S- scratch to wall four. Scratch. <laughs> um, just, it is... And then, and then, and then what, hang on, what happens So he's after that? anticipating the stupidity of everyone else to go, yeah. we can't see this dinosaur in mm. his pen, therefore, therefore he's not, in, not, the not in the pen, and we'll go in there, yes. and then somehow also not go out the small door we yeah. came in, but open up the big, big door, yeah. which is big enough for me to escape through. Yeah. It just... So logic bot really working over I mean, time there. So you look at Jurassic Park, and the way mm. that they've contained the velociraptors in that film yep. is... Uh, a yeah, massive yeah. high fence. It yeah. has a caged roof on it. Yeah. It is electrified. electrified. And and in this one, they're like, oh, we built a concrete wall, but the guys <laughs> said that it probably wasn't going to be tall enough. So they've told us to like make it just a little bit bigger. It's like, put a fucking roof on <laughs> it for God's sake. Like, Electrify it. It's, no, no, he's got, a, he's got a little thing in his brain that tells him he's not allowed to go past mm, it. Yeah, so. like, we're pretty sure he'll he'll behave himself. You know, like, we don't want to, we don't want to upset him. Um, we really just want him to, to, to run free. You know, this thing we've created really just needs its freedom. Well, okay, let's let's ignore the thermal issue for a second. Why aren't there like five and a half million cameras in I mean, that cage? And, right? and so, At no point should you be able to lose sight of that thing. And so much of this plot hinges on the fact that um, BDH or HDB or DHB, <laughs> she cannot check... If its sensor is still in the cage yeah. from the from the from the cage from the cage, she has to she gets into her car, <laughs> tries to drive back to the control center, but then calls the control yeah, center when she, she's in the car, yeah. and they're like, "No, it's still in the cage." And then she's just like, "Oh, I'm halfway now between the control center and yeah. the cage." When either I could have called from the control center, oh, yeah. just it just doesn't it make just, any it sense. Makes no sense. There's people in the cage. <laughs> There's people in there. <laughs> DR's in there with them. <laughs> you gotta get the people out. This is legitimate dialogue, folks. It's just, if you've never seen Jurassic World before, just don't. For don't, starters, don't. Because we are really giving you the full experience here. Um, you know, we pride ourselves on accuracy. We're obviously cinephiles as well, um, <clears throat> and we've wrote we've written extensive notes. Yes, I mean, I've, logical. Very. I mean, you're you're more into the um, the practical effects the directing the scoring sort of side of things i'm very very sort of story focused but you um know quite a lot more about how the original uh, puppeteering and and, uh graphics and stuff was done than i do yeah so pointing out again gonna bounce a little bit all over the place gonna bounce back to to jurassic park at the moment oh we're back in just comfortable (laughs) it is it is so good now i mean a lot of people will say that the special effects in jurassic park are much better than they are in jurassic world and 
I somewhat disagree, but I mean, if you look at it really closely, it, yeah. they don't look as good, but they're shot in a way that you can't really pick out yeah. details quite so much. You never see <clears throat> most of the, the dinosaurs in yep. um, full focus. Yep. It's always in an action sequence with blurry. So you can't really pick out that it's... Um, yeah, that the graphics aren't as well, uh, good, but it doesn't. It also doesn't matter. It's not something no. that you're focusing on. You're focusing on real characters in real world environments, and mm. so um, any blemishes or you know, it doesn't matter. It, you it, miss it, them. Yeah, right. Like fun fact about Jurassic Park as well. There are precisely around about fourteen minutes worth of dinosaurs in that film. Uh, that's it. So everyone remembers all the times the dinosaurs appear in Jurassic Park and it feels like there's a lot of it in there. But there's legitimately only around about 14 minutes worth out of a, what, two-hour film? Yeah, it's probably around there, yeah. Yeah, so the rest of it is either um, stuff that builds the tension yeah. or character interaction or character development. There's Whereas- the classic Spielberg, the suspense of what <clears throat> you sort of don't see is mm. much more important than what you do see. Absolutely. Like there's there's only flashes of the Velociraptor in the opening yep. scene where they're trying to get it in the pen. Yeah. There's uh you don't even see it when it completely devours the cow. Yeah. And then it's only sort of really towards the end of the piece they actually sort of re- get a really good glimpse of it. In fact, it's the the kitchen sequence. They actually first see that uh uh well, scythe pop- toenail. That's right. That yeah. uh that Grant's been carrying with him the entire time. Yep. So. Um, <clears throat> I think really you get your first good look at it uh, just before it devours Muldoon. Yep. Clever girl. Oh, Mul- that's Muldoon. Muldoon. His name. Damn. I mean, I mean, this is fine. We're allowed to get the this characters' names right yeah. in the actual film. Right. Because... Not that they're not right for the ones we said I mean, about I mean, yes, as well. that's true. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. I just surprised myself that I was able to recall it so quickly. Yes, that'll, that'll do. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, you only catch your first glimpse of the raptor. Uh, when Muldoon tragically passes away. Um, And it's so satisfying, right? So you've had hints towards this raptor through that entire film. It's it's sort of been this sort of phantom element of uh, a threat that's sort of just off screen, but is always kind of there. And the characters sort of refer to it occasionally throughout the film so that you don't forget about that. It's true. And then you get get these great foreshadowing moments where, like, so during the the dig at the start of the film where um, Grant's, uh, Sam Neill's character is talking about how it hunts in packs and Mm. will distract you. You have Muldoon's explanation of how they're testing out the fences um, to learn to hunt and how the the females killed all but two of them. And it's just this this phenomenal sort of build-up. You're building this picture of this thing up in your mind more than it's being built up on screen. So when it finally appears and you finally have this convalescence of all these elements which Mm. have been described, it's just... um, it's magic. It is magic and it's terrifying. It is. It's pure, like, pure insanely terror. Insanely terrifying. Um, I remember, like, I had legitimate nightmares about Jurassic Park. And I think I mentioned this at the start as well. But <clears throat> in particular, like, the scenes where the kids are in the kitchen, um, where they get out by the skin of their teeth. And my dreams were always about how I would never get out by the skin of my teeth. <laughs> and no matter how many times I did that kitchen scene... Uh, I never escaped, and I woke up feeling a little less secure. But, I mean, that that's kitchen scene is so good. So we were about three quarters of the way through the film, mm. and you've had phenomenal sequences. You've had the, the T-Rex attack. Mm. You've had... The electricity boot Electricity. Yeah. You've had uh, cars falling down trees. Yep. You've had... Um, the Gallimimus chase. Yeah, exactly. The, the Wayne Knight sort of... Uh, yep. Yeah. And, yep. then, and then I'm just like... We've had all of those brilliant scenes, and we still haven't even got to the kitchen sequence yeah, yet. Yeah, it's just it's just um, sequence after sequence of yep. um, great build up of tension and release of tension with these nice sort of yep. character moments. <clears throat> there's the um, there's a, Hammond and Laura Dern talking about the flea circus. Is this great sort of like yeah. re- uh, relief? You got tension and release, and tension and release. It just yep. it works so well all the way through. Absolutely, and each of those scenes is so memorable. Like I mean, I don't remember films as well as some people like i I forget entire sequences that were in uh, jurassic world and watching them again i was like oh i i forgot this was in here yes meanwhile i'm over on the other chair writhing and screaming (laughs) internally but yeah like how often is it like you obviously have those high stakes uh uh moments like the t-rex and Mm. the kitchen scene but no one really remembers those um the release scenes and yet that speech that Hammond gives about uh, yeah. the flea circus is such a heartwarming moment it's such a yeah. moment that that grounds his desires to bring this park to the public yep. that you remember that just as much as you remember anything else mm. 
it's it's interesting how Spielberg does it in that film as well because it's very deliberately done, obviously, uh, to have these kind of peaks and troughs. Um, and it really comes to play, and I think Spielberg does a really great job subverting that kind of pattern in the electricity boot-up sequence. So that entire sequence, there's a massive amount of tension in terms of the cutting between Ellie slowly like turning on the power to the park and then cutting over to the kids and Alan scaling the fence yep. and then realising the power is about to be turned on. Um, <clears throat> and that scene resolves itself in a kind of in ways that you don't expect. So you're expecting like a relief. You're expecting like, she'll turn on the power. Great. They'll get off the fence. Great. Yeah. Everyone's safe. Everyone's safe. Like, you know, it's like, oh, will they, won't they? But in the back of your mind, like, yeah, they'll be fine. But instead, Spielberg electrocutes the kid. Yeah, kills him. And then sends a raptor after Ellie. So you're like, you've just got this weird thing where you just get like a massive, massive amount of buildup then this like tiny moment tiny of relief it's where a, you're like, it's a oh, great, positive, I'm going to calm it? down now. And then the second heart attack kicks in immediately Bang. afterwards. It's Samuel L. Jackson's arm. That's it's right. not even it's attached it. to Samuel it's L. Jackson crazy. anymore. I didn't see that coming. It's terrifying. Um, that's the, There's none of that in Jurassic World. No. There's none of that whatsoever. There's no slow build-up. They, do, no... they do try those moments of relief, but it's just clunky it's, expositional yeah. dialogue about... Oh, mum and dad are getting divorced. Oh, yeah. boo, freaking who? Grow a pair, you stupid kid. God, I wish they would died in that film. It would have been nice. It would have been like such, been a, such a change of pace. I would love someone to take this conversation way out of context now. Just like, <laughs> yeah, we want two kids to die, grievously. Also, why was Jimmy Fallon in Jurassic World? Oh, uh, uh, and like, for a long time, it too. was It was like four yeah. or five cutbacks to that screen Bizarre. of him doing his yeah. slapstick goofiness. And I like Jimmy Fallon, I do, but there's just... It just seems so... It doesn't seem right. It, it's, it's We talked about like how it breaks the fourth wall. Yes. It it breaks the reality of the universe. It does. You watch Jurassic Park, and there's really nothing in that that would suggest that, um, you know, unless you live in Costa Rica. Yeah, it could have happened. Like, like this, this thing like, could have happened yeah, back could've in happened. 1993, yeah. and the media didn't get wind of it, and it happened on this tiny little island in the yeah. middle of nowhere, and only sort of four four or five people escaped with their lives, mm. and, and that's it. And so you go, yeah, this this could have happened. This could have existed in my universe, in yeah. my world. Uh, Lost World breaks that by having a T-Rex. Go- is it Santa Barbara or San Diego? San Diego, or yeah. Something like that, where it's, it's storming down the streets, and then... Jurassic World just takes it to a new level where there's corporate sponsorship. The, yeah, the world the world knows that he, this yeah. exists. There's no and and yeah. Look, I, yeah. I mean it has to again and then they do things like they <laughs> add Jimmy Fallon and he's like this thing exists in your universe. Yeah. But then at the same time it can't exist. It can't in exist universe. in my universe. Yeah, yeah. It is it is a, a horrible breaking of that fourth wall yeah. where um I think and I think the worst thing about that Jimmy Fallon bit as well is not only did they have all that footage of him on screen then after that ball is destroyed and like the, I think, uh, Flats and um, Rice Dallas Byward comes by, um, you can hear Fallon coming out of the freaking ball. Like, uh, do you want more of a cameo, dude? Like, is it, did you want to play the Indominus Rex as well? Were you like the motion capture guy for it? That was Andy Circus as well. Oh, well, oh of course. Jeez. Yeah. Of course. Man, he does such a he great does. job. He does. I mean, oh just, my yeah. gosh. I mean, talk about the salvaging. Physicality, yeah. just, just alone. But how did he, like, thermally disguise himself? I have no idea. I yeah. really don't. I think, I think he is actually part Gary Kasparov, <laughs> part Richard Dean Anderson. Oh, so maybe that was the second experiment of Jurassic World. Like, they said, right, we've done with DR. Let's yeah. now make the greatest motion capture actor of all time. So you were saying that some of the uh, original pitches for Jurassic Park yes. 4 did this weird thing where yes. they were hybrid human dinosaur go look it up folks because um some of the crazier yeah plot ideas for jurassic park 4 involved uh military experiments where they crossed dino dna with human dna and created really messed up looking mutant dinosaur humans um and there is official concept art somewhere on the internet um showing it and man it's it's messed up um like some bits of that sort of uh, were used in Jurassic World in terms of the military trying to use dinosaurs yeah. for their own purposes. Um, but damn, I would have loved to have seen mutant dinosaur hybrid men. I just or I, women. To me, all I picture in my head is like street sharks. You know the 
animated kids show from yes. back in the 90s or, yes. or Battle Toads or something <laughs> equally horrible where you have these sort of reptilian anthropomorphic <laughs> kind of... I just, I don't know how it would work in the Jurassic Park universe. But. Probably not well. I get like, I would just love to see, uh, instead of them being more of a mashed up hybrid, I want to see like a mermaid version, essentially, where like a top half is a dinosaur and the bottom half is a human. So you get like a T-Rex and it would be like proportioned to a human. So tiny arms and then just weird human legs afterwards. And then it would just sort of like stumble around aimlessly, not really knowing what it was <laughs> Yeah, why not? I would watch that. And also our version of Jurassic World where only the dinosaurs talk. Yes. That's just, like, I mean, it is pretty much just a reboot of the 90s sitcom dinosaurs, <laughs> right? But, but it would work. It would it be would fantastic. Work. I would watch that. Um, so the other thing that you pointed out to me uh, a while ago about Jurassic Park is there's a moment when the Velociraptor is a raptor. Oh, yeah. Is- I'm about to ruin this for you, folks. If you don't know about this, uh, if you go and see it, you'll never unsee it. Um, so there's a moment in, in Jurassic Park in the kitchen scene where the raptor busts open the door and it's sort of standing there menacingly and the camera kind of pans to the kids. Uh, but if you look closely at the raptor, you'll see the hand of an assistant come out and balance the tail of it so it doesn't fall over because there is actually someone in a raptor suit in that scene. Um, and once you see that, I've ruined the film. Yeah, so it's just, it's just a you. hand that comes out and pretty much just, just pushes the, pushes the, the, the velociraptor's yeah. tail and sort of coaxes it into the kitchen. Yeah. And I like to think that it's not a blooper. Oh, okay. I like to think that it's deliberate. Oh, it's really? part of the film. It's part of the film? And there's like a clandestine oh, group man. of humans working behind the scenes to overthrow Jurassic Park. Ooh. And they're, they're actually hurting... Do you, oh my gosh. General InGen's prequel. It is. Is this his like it's, origin story? It is. It's actually... He, he's a, his, time, his time travels. This is this is the the, the, the secret <laughs> yeah. thing about yep. Jurassic Park that yep. people don't realize yep. is that the next film is actually linked to the first one. Right. Sort of, it's a cyclical cycle. So there's time travel ah, in Jurassic okay. World two yep. that links back to Jurassic Park, Holy and General Ingen has sent his uh, super intelligent yep. uh, Velociraptor trainers yep. to the park yep. to the park in the past yep. to to uh, herd out and try and kill the kids that ah, tried yeah. to ruin the first Jurassic Park experiment right. because it's, it's almost, it is almost uh, uh, Terminator style with John yeah. Connor. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. if they kill the kids who ruined the park, yep. the park isn't ruined in the first place, yep. which means the park comes to fruition earlier yep. and Jurassic, there's Rise of the Jurassic World. Rise of the Jurassic World. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's, we need um, to see this. We need Andy Serkis to play every dinosaur as well. Yes. Because um, it is also a tie-in with Planet of the Apes it, as well. No, <laughs> if, 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 if that wasn't clear either, if that wasn't clear either, they're, okay. they're both yep. cyclical. They're both uh, cyclical. Oh, so it's cycles. a shared universe. Yes. So we're going Marvel on all this, right? Oh, yeah. All right, it's, cool. it's the um, Jurassic Ape cinematic universe. <laughs> so I assume that at some point in this universe, the humans are wiped out and it's just dinosaurs and apes. Yes. I would so watch this. And again... Cyclical, it actually goes back, oh, six, goes back 65 million years. So, so 65 million years in the future yeah. is exactly the same as 65 million years in the Holy past. Holy crap. Did we evolve from dinosaurs and apes? Both, simultaneously. Both. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's that's where Jurassic the, the lost Jurassic Park 4, where <laughs> yeah. there's hybrid human dinosaurs. Yeah. That was just a moment in time. It was, yeah. yeah. So we were still evolving at that point. We hadn't become full humans yet. Still a little bit of dino DNA floating around. Dino there. DNA. Di- <laughs> That's right. Ah, uh, that would be, that would be the. That, that's I mean that's that's a cinematic universe that I can get behind. I would get to behind that, yeah. So Until, what, and then we'd have to do the Netflix series as well. Oh, of course, the spin-off, yeah, right? yeah. So like, uh, what would that be about? Maybe just like a scrappy band of human resistant fighters or something. Like it'd be like the last remnants of humans. That's not bad actually. And it'd be like the gritty. Yeah, you'd have to do the gritty show as well. So like the films would be sort of more pop culture a little bit more like yeah. fun but then you got to do the serious stuff Gl- on Netflix gr- so what what is the gritty reboot between modern day yep. and obviously 65 million years in the future when we know yep. that it cycles back to 65 million years in yep. the past yeah there's this there's this moment I like really like the idea that you've pitched where dinosaurs have escaped and have taken over the world yep. and there is like very like a few group of resistant survivors yep. who are trying to uh, try to hold on to the last vestiges of humanity of humanity yeah so you'd put them, um, I mean, what would it be? So, th- okay, so this is what you got to think about. Like, would dinosaurs have 
like cities and 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 like establishments and stuff like that like would they have buildings would i don't think like... so i think i mean if, no. if we, we strip back the intelligence so gary kasparov and richard dean anderson oh, okay. aren't yep. spliced into the dinosaurs yep. and so it's, it's almost as though as so there's, there's this thing in the film where they're like oh you know dinosaurs had their chance and yep. nature decided to get rid yeah, of them yeah, it's yeah. not really i mean an asteroid hitting the earth is kind it's of really like a, a cataclysmic event yeah. that the dinosaurs didn't really have a say in so this is yeah. almost giving dinosaurs a second chance yeah and seeing how would they be the dominant species? Would they somehow find a way? Well, li- dinosaurs li- will find a way. Life finds a way. Life yeah. does find a way. Yeah. Um, to to sort of like regain a foothold in mm. the natural world, and yeah. what would that mean for humanity? Yeah, I would watch that Netflix series directed by Colin Trevorrow. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, you've ruined it now. You've I ruined did ruin it. it a little bit. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I have to say though, this whole idea of of dinosaurs possibly becoming the dominant species is legitimately the plot of Super Mario Brothers the movie. Oh god, um, which is a fantastic film. But is so, so is that? I can't really remember. Is if when they go down the sewers, is that an alternate reality or is that just it's an a, underground society? No, it's a parallel universe. Parallel universe. It's a parallel universe. Where the so essentially, I think what happened in that in in Super Mario Brothers, uh, is that the asteroid came to New York, of course, um, and it essentially when it hit the Earth, instead of destroying the dinosaurs, it actually shoved them into a weird parallel world, and they were trapped there. Right. And through the millions of years of evolution, they eventually evolved into human esque human esque people. Dennis Hopper kind of. Dennis looking. Hopper with with hair ridge with like cornrows, right? Yeah, like yeah, sure. that was that was the costume, I think. Um, and their kind of thing was like, we need to, uh, we need to get back to Earth because we're sort of trapped in this weird yeah, tiny yeah. version of it. This is, I mean, this is, of course, is not just the plot of the movie. It's the plot of the video games, right? I'm it is, sure, absolutely. I'm that's fairly sure exactly, they, they go into this in great depth. Yeah, that's right. When I played Super Mario Brothers as a kid, I was just, like, enthralled by the story. Um, and, uh, you know, I, you know why, what happened? Like, how did these dinosaurs survive? What was the evolutionary chain? Why um, am I squishing these brown-looking why, dudes <laughs> and, and, and hitting my head against bricks, bricks until yeah, coins come out? Right, I yeah. just... Oh, it oh the, it's because of asteroids and dinosaurs. Oh, yeah, sure, I get it. Th- yeah. Thanks, thanks for yeah. clarifying. I'm, um, I'm great, great. So, oh, should we mix Super Mario Brothers into this cinematic universe of ours? Like, is it Planet of the Apes... Jurassic Park and Jurassic Park and Super Mario Bros. Is, is Yoshi then a blood traitor to the dinosaurs? Ooh. Like, what's the is what's yeah, his role he, there? He's, he kind of gets on with the humans as well. He does. He lets the humans ride on his back. Yeah, like that's a, weird. I mean, imagine like the the see that could be the Netflix series because wouldn't that be the gritty like the gritty series, the sort of in depth emotional journey of a dinosaur that doesn't fit in? Yes. That's not like told from the perspective of the dinosaur. Of the dinosaur, yeah. Like he, like Yoshi, always knew he wasn't like the other dinosaurs, but he didn't know how different he was. And then it'd just be like a montage of of these scenes of him getting beaten up at school, <laughs> uh, you know, stealing his lunch money, calling him names and derogatory terms, and and um, he'd eventually like he realized that he didn't belong. And that his true calling was to help the humans. And then they start a brave uprising. So Mario, of course. Yes. Uh, starts a brave uprising against the apes and the dinosaurs. Um, but they knew it's they know it's doomed. Like they know it's mostly symbolic at this point, because there's no one else left. So they make their last stand. And that's how it ends. We're gonna rogue we're gonna rogue one this basically. The main character's right, gonna okay. die at the end of it. I thought we got like the end of uh, Butch, Dassett, uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, where they charge into battle and it freeze frames. Oh yeah! And all you hear is the sound. Well, instead of yeah. bullets in this case, it's just like Velociraptor screeching, yeah, bones right. crunching, yeah. Yeah. And, and then and then Dr. doing yeah. his thing, whatever he does, uh, you know, chatting up raptors or whatever. Baron Nibbles, come on, <laughs> do, a, do a bit of fighting down by the waterside, guys. Baron Nibble like to get in some action. Water's nice and fresh down here. No, it's all right. It's all right, Barry Nibbles. We're going to do most of our fighting over here on the land. <laughs> oh, come on down. Come on down the waterside, guys. I wouldn't mind a bit of fighting down by the waterside. Have you considered digging a channel at all? It's quite nice to have a bit of inland water. <laughs> <laughs> Barry Nibbles. Barry Nibbles. 
He is my favorite character. I'm gonna say it. he's the fa- he's my favorite character of Jurassic World. Well, I mean, there's there's very little to to. There's you can't hate him. Let's. I mean, he's the hero, right? He yeah, defeats. He is. He, he is. I mean, if you think about hero. it, if he is not there, mm. uh, the old, old Dom, old Dr. Yeah. doesn't like the the T Rex and the uh, and the Velociraptor. Mm. Buds teaming up, growing yep. out. Yeah. Still can't defeat it. They still yeah. still need old Barry Nibbles to come yeah. in and save the day. Yeah. And like he doesn't even get a mention in the credits. I think no, he doesn't. I that's, mean, that's disgraceful. Yeah. Well, would, I mean, yeah. They're, they're, I mean, is it? I don't want to say whitewashing. Human washing. Human washing of it the is. credits. They've been doing it for years. It's insane. They've been doing it's, it. It's for disgraceful. Years. It's disgraceful. Um, I will say this though about uh, Barry McNibbles. Is that the only DNA that didn't get into Indominus Rex? Is that it just it? Is it just like, is Barry McNibbles just pissed question. off? Oh? How did a mosquito bite him? <laughs> just like... That's a good point. Barry <laughs> Nibbles, <laughs> I'm just floating on the surface of this water. Jesus, Jesus Christ, little mosquito. I was just floating on the top of this water here, enjoying the sunshine. It's so dark in the deep waters down there. And you came along, you bite me? You bite me right on the backside? That's not nice, little mosquito. <laughs> oh, I'm in a bit of a pickle. This is a mosquito. Yes. Of course, he has to somehow find his way to a tree and get stuck in <laughs> That's right, yeah. So, there is a mo... Yeah. Maybe... Oh, see, no, that doesn't work either. Because I was thinking that maybe the mosquito hitched a ride on a pterodactyl at some point, and then Barry McNibbles ate the pterodactyl, but the mosquito was still alive and bit him inside. Yes, but, there's, but then... The, I mean, Barry McNibbles had also eaten a tree earlier that day, <laughs> which was leaking yes, sap. Yes, that's exactly what happened. So a, a tree fell in the water, which had a um, which had a pterodactyl on it. By the way, this plot is infinitely less convoluted than the actual <laughs> plot of Lost World. <laughs> this is true. Wait, Jurassic of the Lost, World. Of Jurassic uh, whatever. World. Wait, they're all... The Lost they're Jurassic all World the, to the Lost Three. That was the title. That was yeah. the working title. I think they made a mistake not choosing it personally. What, what was the working title? Sorry, um, um, Jurassic: The World Lost Three. Oh right, okay, sure. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I think that is his official title, and it's just shortened on um, it's, on the posters. Can't really like, fit it on the posters. I, th- yeah. I think if you actually use the magnifying glass and zoom in on the posters, all, the, yeah, all those it's, missing it's, words it's all are actually it's there, all there in tiny yeah. fine yeah. print. It is. Um, it's yeah. Look, anyway, uh, so Barry McNibbles. Ate a tree. Ate which, a tree. He has to eat the tree first. He ate the tree first. Or well, I was going to say, maybe he just did it all in one go. So he ate a tree which had a pterodactyl on it, which had a mosquito on the pterodactyl. So he ate the tree and the pterodactyl and the mosquito. Mosquito bit Barry McNibbles on the inside yeah. and then got stuck in amber that was on the tree on that the tree. he ate previously. Yes. And, and then, then, and then when Barry, but then we're assuming that Barry McNibble died. He, he I mean, he has to die. Barry, obviously, Barry McNibbles is the uh, the great 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 ancestor of uh, Barry Nibbles because Barry yep. Nibbles is just the clone. Yep. And Barry McNibbles is his is his Scottish uh, ancestor. Okay, so we're going to like Attack of the Clones here now. So it's like Boba Fett and Dad Fett. I mean, all of the Fett. dinosaurs are clones of dinosaurs from sixty five million years ago, right? Yeah. So even you know. So even Barry McNibbles has to have come from somewhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, Barry Nibbles came from Barry McNibbles. <laughs> so, but then it's also future and cyclical and... Uh, yeah, it's true. So he's his own father and son. Yes. If that, yeah. I mean, genealogically, absolutely. So how would we end this this universe? Or would the films just continue? Would it be like the James Bond series and just never end? Yeah. I mean, we just get a new actor to play Barry Nibbles Barry Mc- in, yeah. <laughs> in every subsequent Barry film. Barry Nibbles will return. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, they, they do have ter- to be. We have to be building to something, right? To an Avengers style oh, like um, showdown, or I mean, uh, assembling of the team. So we've we've yeah. we've done an individual fi- film yep. for um, Barry Nibbles has had his film. Yep. Uh, yep. Dr's had his film. Yep. Yoshi's had his film. Yep. I mean, and, we, and Andy Circus with the Planet of the Apes, Planet, like yeah, four yeah. or five. So we would just right. we would just incorporate the Planet of the Apes trilogy, or however many it is now, as it stands. Yes. So. No need to actually redo them. We just no, take no. Them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you if you look really closely, there are dinosaurs in the background of almost yeah, yeah. every scene. Every so, scene, yeah. I saw um, them. Why yeah. don't you? <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. That's and so we we bring them all together into an uh, Avengers style assembly yep. of the heroes from yes. their each individual films. Yep. And then we rogue one it. We rogue one oh, it, and we just kill them all off. Kill them all off. Yeah. Would it be at the hands of? Some of the threat, although they just somehow all kill each other. Oh, I don't know. Because when is, is, could... it, is the asteroid from 
that actually killed the dinosaurs yep. and also forced them all into an alternate dimension in the Mario's Ooh, universe. Yeah. And is also the video game Asteroids. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's a sentient asteroid as well. Yes. And it wants revenge. Yeah. So somehow, at some point in history, a dinosaur dissed the asteroid. <laughs> uh, is it the asteroid that uh, Ultron or... Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, something like that. I mean, that. it's got yeah. to tie back it has, into... It has a story. Like, it wants revenge. It yeah. wants blood. Like, it's had enough. It travels across universes and across galaxies to finally exact revenge on everyone. On everyone, On yeah. everyone. It kills everyone. Exactly. The, the, the apes, Andy Serkis, uh, the, the whatever's left of Gary Kasparov at this point, which is really... <laughs> just, I mean, just, he's just filling in the blanks in some DNA strands. Yeah, strand, exactly so. right. Is that all he does these days? Yes. He's done yeah, with I mean, chess. Yeah. Is that just like, here, it's take my like, DNA. I must help dinosaurs <laughs> and 16 moves ahead in movies. <laughs> Otherwise, the plot won't make any sense. Please take the scraping of my cheek swab. <laughs> Cut out the pieces from my DNA that you need, and so he probably should have a Russian accent. Is that what he sounds like? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Are we just assuming that he's Russian? Oh, jeez, man. We. I've, I mean, Kasparov. He's got to be. He's got to be. Yeah. Is this racist? I mean, if I tried to do a Russian accent, maybe <laughs> the fact okay. that I did a British accent, That's right? Like, or at least my attempt at doing a British accent. Uh, official rule for this podcast from now on: British is now the new neutral. Uh, so anytime we do a British accent, it's not because we can't do another accent; it's because we want to be neutral. Okay, that's how it's going to be. <laughs> so, sure. if ever we do a character, or if we do a, an established actor or director or a character that exists, and we have no chance of actually doing their accent, <laughs> they will be British. Default to British. We will default to British. Okay. Um, I think that's a nice place to... I think so. ...wrap it up. Uh, so, we are... What were we again? Film... Uh, movie Film Studios. Movie Film Studios. Uh, and that was a... Frank and honest and very truthful and accurate. Accurate. Don't uh, forget accurate. Discussion yeah. about Jurassic World and Jurassic Park and certainly no other films. No other films were spoiled. Uh, no other films were talked about. Make sure you listen to this part of the podcast first and then go back and listen to the rest. Uh, so I'm AJ. I'm Isa. And we'll see you around. Watch me.